0: Our good friend Andy Goldsmith is with us. He's executive vice president at Amit. Uh, We have described on the air countless times the incredible work that Amit does in Israel, Uh, best known for its network of schools that is um, very, very effective. Uh, We've done shows with them even in Israel where we've had the opportunity to uh, see some of these schools in action. And um, you can imagine how the folks at Amit have had to jump into action uh, once the war began on Shemini Atzeret. Andy Goldsmith, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM.
1: Thanks, Nachum. How are you doing, my friend?
0: Baruch Hashem. We're doing our best to keep everybody inspired and informed. We have spoken many times about the incredible network of schools that Amit um, is uh, coordinating in charge of has developed and now runs in Israel. Uh, Give us some of the stats. Let's start with some of the numbers, the number of schools around Israel, the number of students that Amit is responsible for on a regular basis. What do the numbers look like, Andy?
1: Well, I'll give you the background. Most of your listeners know us, and uh, Nahum, I just do want to start by thanking you. You have been so um, such a wonderful voice during this during this crisis, and this crisis which is not going to end quickly. Um, and thank you to you for being so gracious to so many different organizations. You're, you're a lifeline, as you were during COVID. Uh, you are again during this war, which won't end fast. So a, as you know, uh, Amit has 40,000 students and over 3,300 educators in 100 schools across Israel. Um, and unfortunately, it's not our first war. Um, And um, we really ran into action right away. By Saturday night, we had pulled out our our COVID playbook and, one of the silver linings of COVID is you really learn as a network of schools how to work quickly, how to work remotely, and how to work together. And we started doing that. So by Saturday night, even as the, the fog of war is, was still there, um, we already had our crisis committees meeting. Now, Amid is organized in a situation like this that every one of our 3,300 educators has 15 students that they're responsible for. All right. That they have to reach out to see where they're going. And we really mapped out within two days uh, as much as we could where every single one of our 40,000 students were holding where they were, what their personal situation was, how many siblings, fathers, relatives were, were in the army, uh, were serving, were called up. And and unfortunately, who was missing and, and who had family members that were killed? What quickly became apparent early on to our crisis committee was that stay was, was the hardest hit. Now, Stayrote is sui generis. It's unique in the AMIT, in the AMIT uh, network because we really operate and control all of the schools, all the education, uh, the public education in Stayrote. That's six elementary schools, three high schools and 4,400 students. And it quickly became clear that Stayrote was ground zero. Um, that the kids there had been in safe rooms for four days or five days. They had witnessed a terrible, terrible things going on in their streets, um, and they were severely traumatized. In addition to, we have 350 educators in stay roads that are also our responsibility. Um, so we really we jumped into action right away. Um, I called Amnon Eldar. Uh, we've been on the phone uh, on a very regular basis and said, okay, the American branch, we're here. Tell us what you need us to do. And he said, give me 24 hours. And the immediate need that we assessed was trauma therapy. Why? Because we all know if anybody's had a trauma, God forbid, that a a child that received trauma therapy as close to the trauma as possible will have a much better outcome in PTSD. Mm. Now, the challenge challenge is, okay, we have 4,400 kids. We are committed to having every kid evaluated, assessed, and get the therapy they need. Now, the whole country of Israel and many of us are going to need therapy when this is over. There's no question about it, right? There's terrible trauma. But Sterot was unique because the level there, listen, I've got kids who received a, a text from their friend in Kfaraza, you know, that they're coming for me help. You know, a, a friend to a friend, and they never heard from them again. They were—they saw shooting in their streets. And by the way, the people of State Road are tough and proud and heroes. But there is a there is a break point. Um, now, we can't wait for the government. The government will give them counseling at some point, but we're doing it now, and in a mid-fashion, we jumped in feet first, um, and we're giving the counseling right now. Now, you've heard uh, correctly that Stay Road has been evacuated. I think only like 10% of the population is still there. Wow. We're, going where, we're going where our kids are going. Uh, for those of you who know, uh, by the Dead Sea area, which is a quiet area right now in Israel, they don't have a lot of alarms right now, all those hotels, by Masada where those moles are like, have basically been taken over by the government and the evacuees, a lot of them are going there. Now why are they going there? Because the last thing you need if you suffered serious trauma is more trauma. Okay? And, and an alarm, um, you know, an azaka, an alert for someone who's seen serious trauma is a triggering event. So We want them out of there. We want them in a, in a safe area as possible. And what we're doing is working with a lot of partners, a lot of partner organizations that we have relationships with is we're delivering the services and, and schooling also, to some degree, in that Dead Sea area uh, to those kids. Um, you know, there are 30,000 people in stay Road, They're depending on us. And the trauma therapy is, the, is what we're providing. Um, after we heard from Israel what they needed, we immediately launched a campaign in a day. In a day, we brought in just south of $700,000, which for us, you know, we raise 14, 15000000 million a year is a lot of money, and we're going to keep doing it. Um, you know we were there for those kids uh, yesterday um we we're we're there for them today and and we're going to be with them i think long after this is how do so how do how do, how,
0: pe- how do people donate specifically for this <laughs>
1: Listen, Amit is well known. It's amitchildren.org. You go on through the campaign. It's called Heal the Children of Roads." I think the, the, the reason we were able to be so effective in, in the first day of our fundraising is, you know, we've been around for 100 years. We have the highest ratings. We're fully transparent. We do dollar for dollar, and we do what we say we're going to do. It's really that simple, and, and I compare it to someone, you know, every now and then in the United States, you see a terrible trauma in the community. I live in the five towns or, in T, you know, friends in Teaneck, wherever it is, you see a terrible tragedy, and everybody has this immediate outpouring of support. Everybody wants to do something, and it's wonderful, but then the shiva ends, and it's a month after, and it's six months after, and it's a year after, and somebody has to be there then also. With trauma, and what we've learned is, and this is, you know, the trauma here is is much worse because the level of violence and, and I'm, I'm not going to go into the horror, but it's all true, all right? It's all true. The level of horror was so much greater. But also remember, in the Israeli psyche, there was one thing, secular, orthodox, no matter what you were, everyone was sure of. No matter where you were in the world, Israel would come and protect you. You could be in the Himalaya Mountains, and you needed to be evacuated. They'd come and get you. You know, you're in Entebbe. We're going to come and rescue you. That was shattered in this war. Uh, the communities in the South were on their own for eight, ten hours, and sometimes longer. I'm not here to figure out why that happened. That's someone else's job. But we have to heal those kids so that a year from now, five years from now, ten years from now, they can become productive citizens. Every one of my kids is going to need some level of therapy. Some are going to need a lot of therapy, and some are going to need intensive therapy intensive therapy to get back to uh, to get back to normal if that's the right word i'm not a therapist i don't know if you ever get back to normal i think you'll learn just how to deal with it but that's what we're committed to doing immediately
0: the uh, campaign is available now at meetchildren.org meetchildren.org what's happening practically with all this and i know stay road obviously is a big focus and i'm you know i have no problem with that we know the community well and uh what they've gone through, and we've we've heard details that have not been in the general press about what happened in Stay Road that day. Uh, just like I'm sure there's details from every town that have not uh, at the that have not yet been um, publicized. Um, but in terms of the entire network, what's happening? In the Amit schools in Israel, Uh, we've been told that some schools are going to Zoom. We've been told that some schools have no idea when they'll reopen. We've been told that some schools have a very big problem because so much of their personnel has been called up uh, to uh, participate in the reserve duty during the war. What update do you have on the entire network?
1: So that so that everything you've said is correct. Let me let me explain to you how it works in Israel. The Ministry of Education has a war room. They make the decision as to whether schools can open or not. Right now, with the exception of a few places in the country, and a lot in, 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 and in the Dead Sea area. Like like in the Gush. Closed. I
0: mean Yessi Baumel just told them the Gush they're opening today, so obviously it's an exception. It,
1: The exceptions are where the IDF Home Command deems it safe to open schools, but the one thing we, we were told I learned this morning, which I don't know if it was knowledge, but it is knowledge now, is they expect this war to last two months to three months. All right. That's, that's what we're looking at. And that's what we've been told to plan for. Um, so when a school opens, what's the issue with the student safety? If you have a student, a high school of 2000 kids, you have to be able to put those kids into shelters within a two minute, three minute time period. If you can't do that, you can't open that school. Right. It's really that simple. Right. So we're looking at an extended period of time. Now, what did we do immediately? We have a, we have something we started during COVID which is working now called on TV. It's two hours of, of, programming every day for, for our students and it's not just entertainment, although there is entertainment to it but it's, it's about emotional well-being. I Amit mean, always has a holistic approach to a student and the belief that if a student isn't healthy mentally emotionally, they can't learn so the programming is beamed out to all of our students and now it's actually going to be going out to all of, all of Israel through the Ministry of Education that's the first piece the second part is Zoom School um, we, are, we are starting Zoom School, we all know Zoom School really doesn't work that well, right. okay? It really doesn't work that well. Uh, I think, you know, it's like you give a kid an a iPad with Minecraft on it. It's like, you know, taking Weight Watchers to a buffet. It, it, it's not really that effective, <laughs> but it's better than nothing. Okay. So, what, so what, we're, what we're doing, honestly, is wherever our evacuees are, We're going to be setting up, bringing our teachers there, setting up our schools there in connection with a lot of other networks of schools and organizations. The one thing that is really uh, wonderful about what we're able to do now is we're able to work with all of our partners and there are fantastic partners going on here. There are fantastic partners in funding and UJA Federation and what they're doing. Um, They're fantastic partners. Uh, Really everyone's coming together on the professional level. Now what you said about the educators is absolutely true. We're a Dati lumi network. We have secular schools, but for the most part, we're Dati lumi, which is modern Orthodox, but not really the same. In Israel, it's different. Many of our principals and teachers have been called up. I can't tell you the exact number. It's a lot. So on one hand, we are short-staffed. On the other hand, I mean, if you're a student, and if you're trying to imbue your students with values, right, about pride in the state of Israel, and they see their teacher and their principal going off to war, and then sending back videos from the front lines, telling to the students, you be strong. I'm proud of you. I'm going to go fight for you. We're going to be okay. I'm Israel Chai. I don't, uh, you want to talk about experiential learning. I mean, what better message is there to that? Uh, we're bringing in our retired teachers. We're bringing in some volunteers who are qualified. In, in our senior staff at the Rashid, you know, people that I've worked with for 10 years are now called up and running commando units. You know, I, I, obviously have the meetings with them. I have to be a little more careful what I say, cause you know, I know I'm a little afraid of these guys. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's, it's amazing what's happening, um, but it's not going to be over soon. Um, it's not going to be over soon. And the damage here I, I think is something we've never, ever seen before. We're committed to fixing it. We're committed to fixing it, you know, today and, and for, for the duration. But it's not going to be simple, my friend.
0: It's it's not going to be simple. Look, I uh, I say this almost every time we've done shows with you and uh, have spoken about the efforts that Amit has made. It is unbelievable that this uh, organization has been able to do all of this for a hundred plus years. Uh, unfortunately, as we know, not to criticize, just an observation. Unfortunately, as we know, Jewish education is not always the most attractive cause, especially in times of crisis. Frankly. Uh, but you guys have been able uh, to build an incredible network to service uh, God knows how many thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands over the years of students, and uh, to continue uh, uh, and to continue these schools um, uh, going at a at a uh, uh, really high level, a really acceptably high level, um, and now. As you pointed out earlier, it's not just a matter of keeping all this infrastructure going, but now there are so many services, especially in the area of therapy, that are going to be needed by students all over Israel, especially in Stay Road, as you described. And anybody who's somewhat familiar with the situation there knows exactly what you're talking about. And we hope that this campaign continues to do well because uh, we are saving lives. It may not be in the traditional life-saving realm that we think of, but we are saving lives uh, when we support therapeutic services for the children who are going through all this i'm encouraging the listeners to give and give generously i as andy said all the information is there once you get to the home page you'll see exactly uh what they have to say regarding this current campaign again i and we encourage everybody to uh uh to be as active as possible in this campaign helping the children of israel um any, any schools, and again, I get the problem. I get the personnel problem. I get the safety problem. But have you been informed that any schools might, in the network might open soon, or you haven't been told anything in that regard?
1: As of now, nothing. But, you know, what I told you five minutes ago will change five minutes from now. Right. What I, all I know for certain is this. I know it costs $100, 350 or 450 shekel per session for therapy. Okay, that's what it costs. If we wait for the government and we do it through socialized medicine, it'll be three months till a kid gets assessed, another two months till a kid gets the first session. Our psychologists, our social workers, our trauma therapists that we hired are already on the ground doing their job. All right, that's the way. We do what's right for the kid, and we figure out how to pay for it later. And that's what we're going to keep doing. My is, friends, the, is the no majority
0: of that being done face-to-face, or is a lot of it being done by Zoom, or are you not sure?
1: The, no, the answer is everything. Okay, one of the challenges that you have is most of the of the really great therapists, the people who really know this, are live in the center of Israel. Right. Okay, um, so in the periphery, you're not going to have those people. So some of it has to be done remote, but in some cases, listen, one to one is much more effective. There's going to be group therapy. There's going to be remote therapy. There's going to be crash training programs for our educators to recognize kids with PTSD. There's going to be crash training for social work students to be the, to be able to do triage. You know, just like uh, Hatsala and the like have to go into their Reserves and, and right. pull out, we have to pull out our reserves. Are you aware? There aren't enough trauma therapists. Really. Are
0: you aware that there are certain uh, uh, people in the United States, psychotherapists and mental health experts, that have volunteered their time to help people out from six thousand miles away?
1: Yeah, there are. actually, I have a daughter who's a social worker who's on one of these hot, who's working on one of these hotlines. Um, the difference is this uh, with us and I, we've gotten a lot of people volunteering. We're dealing with Israeli kids who we know very, very, very well. We can't accept someone wants to volunteer. It's wonderful. We don't know who you are yet, right. okay? There's a system of doing things. We're looking at treating kids. This isn't, this isn't a one-time, one-and-done right. kind of thing, right. all right? We need people that are professionals. When your kid is sick, you go to the doctor, okay? You don't call a friend who's a doctor and say, hey, what do you think? You take the kid to the doctor. You don't look on WebMD. We do things in a professional, thought-out, clinical manner because, listen, we're going to have some really, really damaged kids. And the only thing that's worse than what originally happened is if we have the ability to fix some of these kids and we don't do it. You know, so this is our moment and we're going to be up to the moment.
0: Uh, Andy Goldsmith, executive vice president over at Amit. uh, Campaign is up there. It's very simple, everybody. And, of course, we added to the list of uh, of uh, causes that we are recommending during this war. Help out the children of Israel by helping out Amit carry out what Andy described. Amitchildren.org to donate. Again, Amit, A-M-I-T, children.org to donate. And, uh, Andy, I hope that the campaign continues to do as well as, as it's been doing so far.
1: We're going to fix some kids, Malcolm, and, and we really appreciate your help.
0: Uh, my pleasure. Keep doing the uh, amazing work that you and your staff are doing more coming up. You're listening to a Tuesday morning edition of Jam in the AM.